Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. My name is Alberto Calderon, your host as always. And let me, ah, oh man, I gotta, yes, music, you gotta go. I forget about you. Welcome <laughs> to our finale, uh, book reports on the book of Boba Fett. Come on, that reveal at the end that the theme music, they use Boba Fett's name, perfect ending. But we'll get to it. So joining me today, our friend for these past six weeks, Oti. And of course, if, we, if we're doing the book of Boba Fett, I had to have Maggie here, of course, for the finale. Maggie Lovett, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. A little bit behind some personal stuff. I don't want to get, eh, whatever. Doesn't I, have see, to do I see two of us are currently repping the Martian Rose shirts. Oh, I had that one last week. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, you can it's... never escape Martian Row. No, it's I know. Next week is the Fallen Star. I don't know how we're gonna get through it. We'll see. Martian Row. It's man. I gotta redo my villains episode because I think he went up a few notches after the Fallen Star. Oh. It took <laughs> you three books to like, really? No. I mean, he's up there. He was there. I think what he did this time is like, I'm done playing games. I think I can do this myself. So I've and been trying to be very happy. What? I, I was just trying to think like through the past weeks when I fell in love with him. And I really can't remember. It was just like. <laughs> the first shirtless picture that you saw in this. No, it, 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 it was since, since um, Light of the Jedi. Like, I, yeah. I can't remember what was the part that I was like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. The, at the beginning, I'm like, okay, they're now just another group. And by, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I, I get what they're doing. But anyway, that's the High Republic. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Although there is a new site and that we might touch upon that is about the High Republic. Um, so yeah, I just was just gonna say, just not to leave it out there. I'm fine today. This morning was a little bit whatever. Today's the 10 year anniversary of my mom passing away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, that's fine, thank you. But it's okay. Uh, she always kind of was there for us growing up. They didn't care about our hobbies and our fandoms and all that. I always say here that my first Star Wars memory sitting on her lap watching Return of the Jedi. She helping me through my traumatic experiences watching Jabba the Hutt for the first time. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's always part of the show, at least in that sense that she's part of my Star Wars story. But today, talking Star Wars, talking Boba Fett, but before we do that, Let's talk a little bit about Star Wars news. Star Wars news. And Star Wars news, and I forgot to do, you know, guys, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff you're supposed to do on YouTube. If you don't know by now, then do it anyways. <laughs> but the big story this week was finally we got a poster reveal and the release date for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. A lot of people thought it was dropping May 4th or May 25th. May 25th, everyone here is a Kenobi fan. So, Maggie, starting with you, 
Are you glad that we finally get this announcement? Are you excited for May 25th? How are you feeling? Oh yeah, I'm so excited to finally have a release date. Um, I got to write our article over at Collider about the release date and the poster, which got me really geeked about it. <laughs> um, and I'm just, I'm just glad that it's not May the 4th, actually. I really like that they chose May 25th because there's mm -hmm. some, you know, symbolism there for how many yeah. years it's been since we first saw Ben Kenobi on our screen. So I thought that was a pretty neat neat way to uh, misdirect, I guess, because everybody <laughs> assumed it was going to be May 4th. So Yeah, I'm... Still surprised that it's so close. It's one of those things that really is already in like in two and a half months or three months. I thought the Bad Batch was going to come first because of some other rumors out there. But Oti, glad that finally we're getting Kenobi. And there's a big game tomorrow where a lot of trailers drop. Any chance we can see a Kenobi trailer tomorrow on the, during the Super Bowl? <clears throat> I don't think so, really. Um, hi, Dale, by the way. Um, the hell is here? So, I don't think we're going to get a trailer for Kenobi tomorrow. I really don't. Um, I'm very excited that the show's coming on the 25th for the same reason Maggie said. It's the 45th anniversary of the existence of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, the poster was really cool, actually. Even though it's like, I think we all like... If they told us we we're only going to get one teaser poster, I think we could have all guessed, oh, it's probably going to be him walking through the sand dunes. So it was Shocking. predictable, but he, ha he had like a T-shirt. So cool. Yeah, but, I guess. Not what, which, whose lightsaber is he holding? That's the big thing. Is that Anakin? Oh Dude, I can't believe it. I mean, I love I, Star Wars fandom. I know. It's of all the things I, I, really, it's like, come on, just I, leave it. Who cares? I, I kind of think they went like, just draw something on his hand. Just forget it. Uh, make it look yeah. like a lightsaber. <laughs> Star Wars fans won't care. Yeah, they, they care. They care a yeah. lot. It's... I, I'm going to I'm gonna take a wild swing. It's Qui-Gon's lightsaber. I would love that. That would be really cool. So I enjoyed the poster. I wasn't going nuts about it. Like you said, Oti, but we, we would expect. I thought we might get a, maybe Kenobi a little bit closer. To, to kind of the front, it's pretty in the far back, just wearing a weird kind of open shirt with the, the cloak is all open. Uh, and but the whatever. Shadows make Vader's helmet. Sort yeah, of I saw someone yeah, who's. Cool. Anyway, the <laughs> lightsaber to me just threw me. It's like, yeah, it's a lightsaber. Oh, is that Anakin's? And everyone, oh, he's holding Anakin's. Yeah, he grabbed it at the end of the other movie. And you can't tell. I don't know how you're telling that's That's black. It's got like, like a gold ring on top. I don't know what I that mean, is. And it's a poster. It's not a shot from the show. So, like... No, it's stylized. Who, who cares? Yeah. But anyway, at least we got a poster. We got a release date, which are the, the important things. We still don't know. At least I don't remember um, how many episodes. We know it's a limited series. Rumors were between four and six. I don't know if it's been confirmed either way. You guys know. I've always heard six. I've always heard six as well. That was when it was originally announced. Okay. So... Six, hopefully close to an hour with Disney Plus Star Wars shows. You never know. It can be 35 minutes. can be an hour like the finale of Boba Fett. So, And another news item. What's Dale saying? I'm not in a good position to type. I'm putting my Razor Crest together. Hopefully you don't drop it. But it's, it's more canon if you leave it not put together. <laughs> yeah, you got to leave some pieces out and just say it's in process of deconstruction or something. All right, so the other Star Wars news, and I didn't type anything for it, not because I'm building the Razor Crest, just because I was a, a bit lazy. 
So yesterday during the High Republic show, big reveal was the titles of the next couple of books for phase one, I guess, of wave two. Um, Oti, any, anything that kind of stood out? I know we talked a little bit before, like, yeah, titles, but. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> any of the titles right now. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, more High Republic. Um, yeah. Soraya's Latina, so yeah, sure. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Maggie, excited for getting even a little bit of uh, tidbits about the uh, High Republic. I'm excited for Zoraida just because I I'm like vainly hoping that she writes a romance um, into <laughs> it because she's a really talented romance uh, author and mm -hmm. she's written some some of my favorite romance uh, young adult stories as well as a couple of adult novels. And so I'm really hopeful that she gets to, to bring some of that to Star Wars because we've got, you know, we've got shades of it. We've had... Mm -hmm you know, Elzar and Avar and, you know, all that, that hanky panky. So like, I'm so hopeful <laughs> that we get a little more, a little more spice into, yeah. <laughs> into the High Republic. I mean, if, yeah, if we're going to get something like that, it's going to be in the High Republic, not just with Elzar and Avar and Stellan, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> but even with Midnight Horizon and learning more about so Canton size background and all that, there's a lot of romance and, not just Canton, then with um, scene and everyone, everything else going on with those writers. So yeah, I think romance is Star Wars should be a little bit more in the upfront and the High Republic is the way to do it. Hello, Tony, Mr. Ress is here. Um, so yeah, apart from what you guys mentioned, also excited for Claudia Gray as always, and she's writing a comic series or a limited comic run. So it's going to be very interesting. I think they have like three or four comics coming out. So it's going to be and very cool that- to, You're going to have to catch up, man. I was gonna say you should be proud. I finished today Trail of Shadows. I read all five. Very so at least I did that one. Thank you. I'm, Thank I'm you. I was gonna wait till that. next week, but I'm behind on that one, dude. But you, you should really check out the Marvel one because you get the second half of um Fallen Star in mm -hmm. that comic. So you should really check it out. Um There's so many. Do, do we think anything interesting out of they changing the comics to Dark Horse instead of Marvel, or it was just uh contract stuff. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, it's basic stuff. Come on, it's contract, it's nothing Wait, Dark Horse. behind it. It's Marvel it, had their hands on it's, it. It's technically like back home because that's where it the is. Comics. I'm excited yeah. for it to go back home. It, it's yeah. been a long time, yeah. All right, so I guess I'll have to get into a few more comics come October, so we'll see. All right, so I think that's it for the news. We're here all to talk about Boba Fett, but also this little guy. We yes. got our friend down there. Who made, he made his appearance. We'll see how we felt about it. I know how I felt about seeing little Grogu again. Hello, Grogu. Oh, man. I, I'm going to leave him here. Yeah, just leave him because gonna, I'm going to have a talk with him in a few minutes. But uh -huh. anyway, we're here to talk Book of Boba Fett on our book reports. All right, so finale, Boba Fett came and went six weeks, seven weeks, a lot of controversy. I don't know if controversy is the right word, but a lot of talk, a lot of divisiveness in the fandom the past three episodes. Maggie, I always want to start with our guests. Overall, yes. what were your thoughts on the series? And you, I can wait till you finish your pizza no. slice. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, your thoughts coming into this episode, this finale, 
overall thoughts on the series so far, and then real quick, your thoughts on this last episode before we get more into details. I think that I might be in the minority and saying that like the book of Boba Fett worked for me quite largely. Um, there was definitely parts of it that I thought could have been stronger, could have been better. And I, I credit a lot of that to just John Favreau's writing style is not particularly my favorite writing style. Yeah. Uh, he tends to do a thing where he thinks that audiences can get from A to C without the B plot. And that B plot is very vital in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, so my biggest complaints overall with Book of Boba Fett is really just in the writing. I thought the direction was fantastic uh, the entire way through. Really happy that Robert Rodriguez got mm -hmm. to really nail that finale and do very Robert Rodriguez moments, uh, you know, the spin in particular. <laughs> uh, but it worked for me. And, I, you know, as much as I, I still don't 100% understand why they chose to have two episodes, two and a half episodes focus on Den and take that deviation away from from Boba. I'm, I try to look at it as like, they're just building out more of the universe. Everything's mm -hmm. kind of very interconnected. We're gonna get more of this and like weird deviating episodes. So it worked. I thought it was a good Star Wars story. Not the best book Boba Fett story, but a really good Star Wars story. All right, and we'll get into the little spin, the little twirl. We'll get into <laughs> Favreau's writing. And should we can take a little pause? Put a little pause. We talked yet last week, actually, with our friend Ars, who was here. Yes. And talked a little bit with Filoni. Is it time to kind of take a step back? And we'll do the same thing with Favreau. Oti, we know your feelings on this show because you've been here for six weeks. Uh, but in this last episode, again, before going to specific de details, did you enjoy it? Not really hit the mark for you. How how were you feeling by the end of it? Yeah, just a second. Saying hi to Mo. Oh. And M Mr. Rez agrees with Maggie. So, yeah, yeah uh, the finale. Um, I liked it. I, I really, really liked it. Um, again, it, it was weird to have that interlude right at the end of the of the season. I've had issues with the show here and there, but overall, I really liked it. I don't think I like it more than any of the two Mando seasons, but I really like both seasons. So mm -hmm. uh, it's it was a cool it was a cool show. All right, so yeah, I'm there. I've watched it three times. Watch it this morning. Oh, I'll wow. say, yeah, mm -hmm. I know it's not. I watched it a little bit before just to make sure it was still in my headspace. So last week I said, it's the first time I've woken up early because I didn't want to get spoiled. I worked, I usually wake up at 5.30. Last week I woke up at 5, was able to watch it. I'm thinking, so this one's hopefully it's going to be a little bit longer. So I'm going to put my alarm for 4.45. So I'm going to be, yeah, I know. I woke sure. up around 3.40 or something, just kind of had to go to the bathroom or something. Okay, let me check how long it is to make sure I have enough time. Oh, it's one hour. Okay, perfect. I can wake up at 4.45, get dressed, get my kids things ready and go watch it by five. I had a freaking nightmare that it was 5.30 and I hadn't done anything. I was still working with my coffee cup. I'm, it's 5.30, it's one hour, I'm not gonna have time, it's six hours. And then I woke up, oh, okay, it's just oh a dream. So I was able to watch it, glad I didn't get spoiled. And the more, when I finished the first time, same thing, I, I enjoyed it, but I was like, I kind of missed a mark a little bit, just mm -hmm. kind of as a finale. But the next two times, I enjoyed it tremendously. I really love what they did. My guy, the Mayor Domo, just, I can't stop smiling when I see that guy. I, love I might him so do much. a whole, I know, I might just read his whole scenes in a few minutes. Um, so I did enjoy it. I got 
there was an impressive display of restraint, exemplary stratagem. I got it, and I'm gonna do it. I don't care. Um, but yeah, same thing. The is this gonna be your next um, cosplay? Are you gonna be the majordomo? <laughs> I don't Get know yourself if I some head tails and yeah, I don't know if I can pull the head tails. Maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll figure that part out. <laughs> <laughs> the long dress, I don't know. Maybe I no. Okay. <laughs> so same thing. The Mandalorian kind of interludes, which I enjoy those two episodes for what they were. If I have to pick what were my favorite episodes, it might be episode six. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, Book of Boba Fett thing, I don't know how. I have my thoughts. Let's just go into it. And I i don't know how TV shows are made. I don't know how movies are made. So I'm not one to say, oh, the studio interfered, or you can say that whatever, and they changed the director's vision. So I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But the more I thought about it was that it kind of seemed that whoever pitched this, pitched this show was a John Favreau or Robert Rodriguez. They had their idea. This is going to be a Boba Fett's rebirth, dealing with the Tuscans, and then taking over Java's kind of territory. And they, they said, okay, green light, let's go ahead. And then somewhere in between as they're writing the series, someone said, okay, but we're going to be actually making this expanded Mandovers or whatever, so we got to find a way to join the two. And then they just jammed those two episodes in because they add nothing to the story. As much as I love them, it, they don't add anything. And the finale, sorry, Grogu, we're not talking about you. He had, had zero need to be there. He didn't add anything. And I'm sorry. I, yeah, I know you're extremely, he's extremely cute. I said, oh, when I saw him, God, don't put it so close. <laughs> Wait a second, I'm doing the same. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm fighting. I'm fighting him. No. If you're right. gonna I'm, talk about him, you have I'm to. I'm gonna look do it my eyes closed. I'm not gonna look at him. <laughs> anyway, and we'll get through as we way through the. I, gonna... I disagree with you, man. I uh, think he was. Tell me why. I, I, I don't think he took away from anything. He was just there. He arrived. I was scared when we saw the X-wing. I was like. I was too. Here's I was like, a. Oh, no, it's Luke. Luke All right, so we, we let's start there. We got Mosespa looking great, and yeah. it's a little bit further. Let me get to it. Anyway, you can keep talking. There's the X-wing. Yeah. So when I saw the X-wing, I freaked out. I was like, "Here goes like ten minutes minutes of the episode." <laughs> but when I saw it was just him and our two, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then he disappears. He comes back like at the third act, and he just puts that rancor to sleep. We have that cute scene with Din. Yeah, he, he was I, I don't think he took away from anything. That that's the way I see it. Dude, <laughs> season two, we spent the whole season preparing for them to be separated. How oh, emotional the, 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 it was. The, 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 and that's another uh, no no, that's another thing. I'm I'm talking about this specific episode, he like his involvement in the episode. Cause with it's that part I of it. He's I no, 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 no. I, <laughs> Oh, he's like, no, you're wrong. I'll kick you out. Um, um, when we get to his part, I'll keep talking about why that reunion. Come on, the biggest. Re anyway, so I don't even know where I was. So let's just. So before we get into the story and kind of finish with everything out there before the spin, Favreau's writing. You mentioned Maggie. He thinks that people are inside his head, kind of co 
just connecting the same dots that he's trying to connect, leaving kind of crumbs in between. Is it time to kind of step away from his involvement in all these Star Wars series? So I think that the thing about John is that he is a really good storyteller. Like he's very good at coming up with stuff, but he's really bad at executing it. And so I think he would serve really well as a showrunner with a mm -hmm. team of writers writing his ideas. Like the way a lot of television shows are written, you have, you know, <laughs> seven or eight people who are hired in the writer's room. They either independently do an episode or they team up to do episodes you have somebody who's a showrunner who maybe writes one episode the season, maybe mm -hmm. co-writes with somebody else, but they're the idea person. And so I think that's what John would be best served as because I don't have like fundamentally none of his stories are bad. Like he does quite well at coming up with stuff. It's just the execution. Like you're a writer. So you understand this, like your characters will usually tell you exactly what they mm -hmm. want to say. And like in this past episode, there was a glaring moment where his characters clearly wanted to say something and he just did not give them the dialogue to say. Yeah. And it's the Cad Bane moment because, you know, casual viewers have no idea who Cad Bane is. We have this weird exposition right before he dies that's talking about an unaired, unfinished episode from the Clone Wars that nobody really has seen. Even mm -hmm. hardcore fans have probably not seen that. But you had a moment where Din and Boba are in, their are in the sanctuary and Boba asks Din, is Cad still out there? Mm. Is Cad out there? And Din had the perfect opportunity to say, what's Who? the deal there? Okay. What's this story? And Boba could have told him. And that's like the thing with John is he tends to miss these moments where his characters are like telegraphing. Let's have this conversation. And he's like, no, 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 no. They already know. I don't. I know what you're saying. I don't need anybody else to know. And it, it drives me crazy as a writer. Yeah, Nor Hall is here. So get ready. Thank you, Nor, for being here today. Uh, fast, Mo is adding Fabs and Filoni will be better as executive, executive producer, in her opinion. I agree. I think, yeah, the missed opportunity. And I thought it was coming, especially when they saw each other for the first time. I think Boba Fett was going to have a different reaction. And then we can, even if, I mean, we've done how many flashbacks, do a quick flashback to it, or just like you mentioned, oh, is Cat Bane there? All of a sudden, Mando know, knows who Cat Bane is and doesn't have to yeah. kind of, why are you guys almost kill each other in the middle of the street? And even but Finnick I think they Shan. did like, Finnick sorry? Knows, Finnick Shan knows him too. I mean, we yeah. just saw her kick his butt in the Bad Batch nine months ago and then <laughs> no recognition, just like, oh, another blue guy that's come to try to kill us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I think you're right. It's sometimes this show felt like all oh, the fans know what everything what's going on and sometimes like no we gotta explain a lot of things like three times but i think both of them did a good good uh a good way of bringing this universe to life mm -hmm. kind of this disney plus star wars series that again first time doing all this but they gotta step back that's what we talked last time we, a little bit not afraid but kind of let's see how the ahsoka show goes with how much it, involvement Filon is gonna have there uh, and i don't know apart from mando season three if there's gonna be a rangers of the new republic or something similar that they might be involved in it's kind of like you said let's bring new blood into this hopefully with kenobi acolyte and all those we can get a different kind of view of star wars because right now it's kind of i don't know it's not hitting for me like it did when it was new with mando season one and two mm -hmm. All right, so let's get into the episode. So, like we started, like we said already, we have that great shot of Mosespa 
and then we get we get back to Goisa's sanctuary. Unfortunately, it looks like no one survived, which is something we talked about last week. Like, really, we're doing this. We're killing one of the only main female characters on the show with no reason. She's not in the back tank at the end, unfortunately. And then they have this conversation of, are we going to stay here? Or are we going to go back to the to the palace to kind of hide this, uh, fortify ourselves there. And then the bikers, Cat and Drash kind of say, no, no, this is our people. These are our people. They want us to, to protect them. We're staying here. And they decide to stay. Alti surprised that Goisa didn't make it, still holding out hope as the show started. Nah, like, <laughs> I was pretty sure she was gone. Like, that thing really, really blew up. And yeah, it was a really pretty bad explosion. Out. Yeah, I wasn't holding out hope. <laughs> How about so obviously Maggie, we didn't talk with you last week, but general feelings about what happened with the guards that kind of just blow up blown up and then not even a mention really from Boa Fett in this episode. Just see her only name was by the major when he's meeting with the pies kind of say, Oh, I didn't give you permission to bomb Garza Sanctuary. It's the only mention she gets gets in a one hour episode. Yeah, I I was really annoyed after the episode ended because I had prepared like to rant anywhere that I was allowed to rant about fridging female characters because it's like one of my biggest pet peeves and mm -hmm. unfortunately almost every form of media because it happens consistently. Um, and it, it still ultimately was used for man pain because it furthered Boba's fight. So it was still for Boba and not for any real purpose. Uh, but I felt like they did it so dirty because they didn't give us definitive proof that she's dead. And I, I yeah. very much operate on the no body, not dead. Um, same reason I don't believe Ben Solo is really dead because the body vanished. So no body, not dead. Um, <laughs> but I, I felt like they did that on purpose to mitigate people being mad because now you can't really be mad about it because there's that person that's going to always be in the comment section be like, well, we didn't actually see that she was dead so she's not actually dead and it kind of that even annoyed me more because i'm like now i can't be like fully mad like <laughs> hold off until like a season two or like another reference of her in another show and i just i don't know it, it annoyed me greatly and there was that great interview that uh, jennifer had done where she talked about like all of this extra character work that she yeah. built into her character with the scar and like all of this character building that she clearly was like i want this character to go somewhere and then they were like yeah, she's going to go up and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's Nor saying, Nauti? So her headcanon is that <clears throat> Max Real was not in, this, in the sanctuary because the Pikes told him that they were going to blow it up. So Max Real went back and saved Garza Flip. But that, uh, means, it, that means Max Rebo was dead, too. <laughs> she was real close to that blast. Zone. Yeah, he, he went through the rubble. One I thing mean, but, I know... Max Rio was ahead. in the Lego thing, so... He's like alive. Oh, if it's Lego, it's it's canon then. It's canon adjacent. So in, in my <laughs> head canon, like the events are real, but not the details. So yeah. He's there. lives. Yeah. I mean, we hope, but as that explosion was a pretty big explosion. Pe even people outside went flying. So I don't think yeah. anyone inside made it. Um, I know they're not going to show, but where do all these bodies go? One second, there's 300 dead people, and then the next second, there's no bodies in the whole 
all the pikes are they not just food for the rancor boba just took him back to the palace every time the rancor is dead he's hungry just feeds him a dead pike oh god I'm, I'm sorry i saw you eating i got into that headspace <laughs> Uh, right. Maybe they've, they've got like a rag and bone man or something that comes along <laughs> and takes the good stuff off the bodies and takes the rest to the funerary uh, yeah. pipe. Yeah. All right. Well, keep going. We mentioned that X-Wing comes in. I freaked out like, no, really? We're going to have Luke Skywalker here. He has no business. I For a second, I thought maybe it's one of the New Republic marshals. And that's what she's saying. Oh, officer, officer. But you saw our two. And I, okay, so it's them. But then we get the little that guy. That scene he was very up. funny, by the way. Yeah, uh, hide that. Put officer, that away. <laughs> no, officer. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are making me doubt my decision, but I'm not going to. Anyway, so Grogu's there. <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> Even uh, probably Mato Grogu, that's a terrible name. Just kind of what well, a lot of us are. He's like the character insert for all of us. Yeah, my, me and my wife was, yep, right? She's, she's talking for all of us, so. I, yeah. I, so. Heard, I heard something that, I don't know how real it really is, but apparently that was George Lucas's reaction to the name. And they wrote it down. I would not put that past him because I could see him being like. That, uh, uh, that, <laughs> would, that would be like a very George Lucas thing. Oh, Grogu, oh, oh, that's a terrible name. Yeah, I don't know why I always thought that he had okay the name or they were a check with him. So that's like a big thing. Hey, just Grogu. Is, everyone think it's gonna start with a Y. Keep that Y kind of thing going with Yoda and Yado. But anyway, Grogu. Pell is not a fan of Grogu. R two. He's a keep, fan of Grogu, just not the name. The name. Sorry, sorry, Grogu. And then R2 is kind of, come on, where's Mando? Hurry up. This is important. She's like, shut up. This is my whatever. I gotta get the little guy here. Like you said, she's the insert. She doesn't care about anything else happening around. Just give me a little Grogu. But then we get the Drash talking to Mando and to everyone with Boba Fett, and we start getting where everyone is. The Good night, my sweet princess. <laughs> so brutal. The... These guys are by the, by the spaceport. They send... Okay, so whose idea was to send the lone Wookiee into Trandoshan territory? Terrible plan. And think nothing was going to happen. I think that was right. Din's idea because he always <laughs> has terrible ideas. It could have been Boba too because he also has really bad ideas. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll talk about one that I kind of really. And then the Vespa squad went to where the Aqualish went, where and just kind of taking control of everything. And then we have this meeting that happened a little bit before. With Cat Bane goes to talk to the Pikes. My my boy, the mayor, is there. His little fussy face, which I love so much. And then that's when we learned that it was the Pikes that killed the the Tuscans. It wasn't the Raiders. I mean, the bikers. Like we kind of thought when Cat Bane showed up last week, I thought maybe he had done it. Alti surprised that it was actually the Pikes who nope. kind of took down. Pre Pretends to be shocked moment. Like, <laughs> I think we, I kind of saw it a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Because the dialogue oh. basically told us that with Fennec being like, really? That doesn't mm -hmm. seem right. It's oh, once again John weird. being like, wink, wink, nod, nod, pay attention <laughs> to this line. This is going to come back later. Yeah. So I think one of our shows, we all said it's going to be the Pikes. It's kind of obvious. 
but with Cat Bane coming last week, I thought maybe the Pike sent Cat Bane to do it, but Cat Bane was shocked. He's like, oh, I didn't know the Pikes were so ruthless. Oh, calculating or whatever they say. And that's when he kind of learns, oh, okay, I can use this to my benefit. I thought he was going to kill them, kill the Pike main bad right there when the mayor asked, how far is this going to go? Oh, depends how much your two stomachs can handle. I thought he was going to kill him right there. But no, it, it keeps going. And then we got, like we talked a little before, is that he shows up. He's there, Boba Fett, and we get the big kind of confrontation finally that we've been waiting for years for this. I think we talked already about this. Oh, wait, wait, I, I got to pull this out because I got I to gotta talk about that guy in a minute. Um, Surprise, Sotty, that they didn't just shoot themselves right there. I was expecting for them to do the shootout when they saw the first time, but kind of Fennec Shan, as always, the voice of reason, kind of, no, yeah. no, we got to wait. We're going to play our hand. I I love that scene because it reminded me that Fennec Shan is not only like his enforcer, she's also like her his consigliere, like in, in the mafia, it's like the yeah. advisor. Then. So she has like a, she, I saw a lot of complaints that she was sidelined and, I get it. She doesn't really show up that much, but she's like very important to this episode. Yeah. And and she, she has like, she basically solves everything. Like while these people are like doing cool things, she's out <laughs> there like saving everyone, then going to do the thing. And so I, being a man, I was like, yes, shoot each other. And then <laughs> comes out and she's like, yo, calm down. Like, stop the pissing contest. Like, yeah. She's like, even, stop being emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, even Dean was hiding behind the wall. And Fennec's like, dude, I'm doing this. Get out of the way. I, and then I, I just want to say one thing. Like, something that always impresses me, like, both is wearing a helmet and you can sense, like, he just wants to, like, take out that gun and shoot him. And that's a, like a recurring thing in, in Star Wars where characters with masks, you, you just like feel the emotions and the tension, even though you can't see their face. I, I, I'm always fascinated by this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and not just that. And like Maggie mentioned at the beginning, some issues with the writing, but the directing of Robert Rodriguez in this episode, again, I don't pay attention to that stuff. I'm not a critic, so I can't kind of point where, oh, this worked better than the other in terms of directing. But there wasn't a single point where I could point, oh, what, what was he thinking for this scene? Like a lot of people were kind of blaming him for some of the things they didn't like. But most of the shots in this episode were just perfect. So great. Yes, there's so many. So I love what he did in that sense. And Maggie, I know you're a huge Robert Rodriguez fan, so yeah. I'm sure you were happy. Um, anything else to add to this first kind of confrontation between Boba and Cat Bane finally after, I don't know, it's been like 50, I don't know, 30 years since they last saw each other. Big missed opportunity, like I yeah. said before, with like not even acknowledging Fennec Shand. Like she mm -hmm. hasn't changed her outfit in <laughs> like 20 years. Um, <laughs> they should recognize each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and it's, I didn't even think about it in this episode, I was thinking about it before. Okay, so Cat Bane has history with Fennec and with Boba. This is gonna come to head, it's gonna be awesome. When it happened, I wasn't paying attention to it. There's so much that they could have done in that scene and it just didn't play out. But I think, Oti, like you were saying that people, oh, they, she was sidelined. If she was there, this would have been a 20 minute episode. She's like, yeah, she just takes care of everyone. Dude, shut up and I'll go kill everyone, I'll save the bikers, I'll kill the mayor, I'll kill all the 
all the heads of the other families that will be done in time for lunch. And no, I gotta do this myself. I'm old, but I can do it. I can take them. Can I just say like, I, I didn't even think of her being sidelined at all. When I was watching the episode, I was like really surprised when I, I went on Twitter and I saw that because I was like, she literally did the thing that like so many women feel this thing where it's just like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. The men are going to have their little like pissing match over here. I'm just going to go do the thing that I wanted to do in the first episode when things were going down and she wouldn't, she just killed everybody. Like the quickest <laughs> way to handle things. Yeah. Like, this whole season could have been for nothing if she had just been allowed to go do the murder. <laughs> like, and just the way that, she, and it was just, I thought it was done so well. Cause I know there were people who were thinking that like Fennec was secretly bad, which I did not jive with those opinions. I'm like, no, she's, she's stuck with Bobo for life there. We have, the, we have the wedding vows. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so I liked that there was this suspense because I'm <laughs> sure that there were people who thought that they, that she was going to like be a turncoat. Mm -hmm. We're thinking she was gone from the fight because she was off doing something bad. And I was like, now nah, my girl is here to go assassinate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah. And so I was really surprised when I went on Twitter and so many people were like, thanks, Shan got sidelined. And I was like, but she did the big I, thing in the episode. Yeah. She said she yeah. was going to get there before everything kind of finished. Okay, oh, you get there in time. I can get there in time with a pit stop. I'll pit stop, save the biker squad, and then go deal with that. Yeah, she's like, gotta save our kids. <laughs> I I, I want to say two things. Like, one, I I also like she's mostly right, but sh she's also been proven wrong in the show. Oh yeah, with with the Gamorians, like she, she's like, let's kill him, and he's like, no, 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 no. So I I like they went that angle instead, like, oh, dumb dumb boys can't get yeah. done. <laughs> I know. So, and but, even when when. Um, she's like, oh, we're covered on all angles. And then ADA comes in two seconds later. Oh, someone's here to talk to you. <laughs> what? When are we covered? And she's but, just yeah. like, sorry. But I, I also love that she's like the entire show, like, can I kill him? Can I kill him? Yeah. And this show, she and this episode, he's like, go kill. And she's like, yes. Yeah, finally. She's like, yes. <laughs> she's like, finally. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think that she was going to be a turncoat or anything because just the relationship is so important. But there were always times they weren't always seeing eye to eye and agreeing to it with everything. Here at the beginning, when he's like, Oh, we gotta be done with the spies when they're talking about Cop Vance coming to help. I said, like, really? That's some of Java's biggest kind of credit source or whatever is the spice, and we're gonna get rid of it. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, in the end it's gonna be better. So I thought that there was still a little bit tension about how to run this place as the head Gothra or whatever. And by the end, they're both like, Do we really wanna do this? And we'll get to that point. But one thing that didn't miss the mark, one person that wasn't sidelined was my guy, the Meyer Domo. He comes in, oh, that was an impressive display of restraint, exemplary stratagem. If I may be so bold to offer additional counsel, they, oh, how much will they give for this guy? Understood, many pardons. I should have never have interjected. Again, Oti, we talked about this on our first episode. I love everything about this guy. And I rewind this like five times when I was getting the screen caps. I watched this like six times. I have the whole speech here. I'm going to do it as we go. Mayor Domo's back. I know you love all the stupid things that he does. Are you still on board? He's so stupid. <laughs> I freaking love him so much. He's, <laughs> he's pathetic, but funny. He had, 
I haven't laughed this hard in a Star Wars thing in such a long time. <laughs> and that entire thing from the I went to college to no, we'll get the there. Speed, Don't worry, yeah, baby. no, I know. That that entire gap of space is some of the funniest things I've ever seen in Star Wars. I I adore him. Please more, oh. more. Yes. He's, he, he has, he's he's so good in Veep and when he was introduced here I was like What, what's this gonna be? But ever since the first episode, I was like, he's stupid and I love him. <laughs> It's everything. Apologies. Apologies. Oh, and the delivery, everything has to be thought out. His big words. That doesn't mean I'm smarter than you or whatever. Negotiation was great. We'll get to that, Mo. Maggie, you've been on board with the uh, Mayor Domo since day one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm even more on, on board now that he and Pelly are around each other because the two of them have acted together before and yeah, so many comedy bits. And so they have like this natural rapport with each other that I just thought came across so well. And I wondered if they were like, okay, we have to find a way to put these two together. So Pelly's <laughs> going to come get herself involved in the action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was right there. She didn't care. And then come on, head tails or whatever. Um, So, and what I love, because this is a character that most people would hate. And I know the first time he came out, some people were like, really, this guy's still around? But I just seen love for him all throughout the season. The more he gets into it, people just kind of get into it also. So I love that a character like this has kind of taken over. But Oti, you mentioned the gangster, all the mafia stuff. So you're a huge fan. And this is when things start to go south for our heroes, if you may. Everyone starts turning on them. The... Um, Drash calls, hey, things are a little bit weird. There's something happening. Then the Aqualish turns on the, oh man, I love the custom designs in this show. All the aliens look, look great. These guys look great. So they turn on them. Then this scene with the train going by, the poor Gamorian guards getting 300 and getting, this is Mos Espa, and getting kicked over the, the cliff. That was pretty harsh. And then, like we said before, poor... For Crescent and Santo got jumped like by 20 Trandoshans. So being a gangster movie fan and a mafia fan of that kind of type of movies, are you, yes, finally they're going into this? Or did you like that scene where all three of the other Gothras turn on Boba, not just one as some of us have thought? I mean, Yeah, sure. I, I liked it. I, okay. I, I, I was stressed enough? out. I was stressed out. Like, at one point when the fight gets, like, very, very, very hard for them, I was starting to think, like, isn't Luke going to show up? Like, who, who's going to save the day? <laughs> yeah. Maggie, I know you're a big fan of that Wookiee. Were you a little bit scared when you guys started getting stabbed in the back? My daughter watched it when I watched it today for the first time. She almost started crying when she saw that guy coming with the axe. She said, no. And then, is he dead? Is he survived? He'll be back. Don't worry. In a big way. Were you I a little was, bit scared for Chrysanthemum? I then? was. I was like, oh, my God. Did they reintroduce this character? And they're just going to, like, take him away from us this fast? And then I was like, no. I don't think they would do that. Like, the Gamorrean's easily expendable. But I felt like yes. VK was just too much of a figure in star wars to just kill and also you have to think about like the average person still thinks of him as just like a slightly evil <laughs> chewbacca and yeah. chewbacca, you're not going to kill chewbacca so they wouldn't put that into the just like you can't kill this like this was never going to be at the temple <laughs> like, I mean, like you don't need to kill him but you can say no. bye 
Spend our free. I like, no, don't kill. I, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop at killing Grogu. But he can. <laughs> no. But he can. He can go go to the temple for a few years. I think he will go back. But that's separate. Um. So then everything was was Nor saying. She she also thought Santa was gone. Yeah. He came back can in a big about, way. Can we talk about yeah. the Gamorian death? Or is that like a bit further? No, we showed it already. You can talk about the poor Gamorians getting kicked over. That was the horrible. Like, that was that horrible, so horrible. Like, uh, when I realized they were heading to the cliff, I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That, that sucked. That's yeah. Good. And they almost showed them going all the way down. <laughs> they stopped like halfway. Like, uh, are we really going to show this? Uh, yeah. I was waiting for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no. funny when he grabs that little comlink and just it's like, eh. did anyone understand? I think eh, they're dead. But then we get all the pikes get to the sanctuary where they're kind of holding out, and we get the big talk between Dinjarin and and Boba Fett. Kind of, hey, I thought we made a deal. They turned on us. That's yeah. It kind of makes sense that they were gonna turn. And then Boba's like, okay, I guess you're leaving. And this happened at, a little bit later, I think, when Fennec Chance kind of said, hey, I'm just going to go deal with this on my own. I will get to that part in a minute. And I'm kind of jumping ahead, sorry. But we we got, come on, Mouse, we're going to move. Um, so this talk between Dinja and sorry, that's just me. I'm back. No, there we go. I, I, I know how to do this. It's been two years. I know how to control my, my buttons. Um, so the big talk between... Boba Fett and Din Djarin, hey, you don't need to stay. You should gonna go. And he said, no, no, it's the creed. I gotta help you. I said, I was gonna help you. So we're in this till the end. We have two options. Uh, it's not gonna work. These people need me. Okay, we're going out in a blaze of glory. This is the way. Maggie, Din Djarin still believes in the creed, still thinks himself as a Mandalorian. This whole thing was something that Again, growing up, you don't think that Boa Fred is going to have a emotional scene with another Mandalorian, and this is where we're at now. And your thoughts on that scene, and also with Din Djarin still believing himself or thinking of himself as a Mandalorian, do you think this is going to uh, play out more, obviously, for his next season? Yeah, I wasn't surprised that he still considers himself to be a Mandalorian, because right after he gets kicked out, he still tells the TSA agent yeah. that he's a Mandalorian, and that's his religion. Uh, so he's clearly still, like, he still views himself as a Mandalorian because I'm sure he doesn't see himself as doing anything wrong because he, sure. he what he did, he did to protect, you know, the most sacred thing to <laughs> Mandalorians, which are foundlings. Uh, and I just, I love that it was played off very humorously because it's Bobo being like, you believe in that Bamba Potter? <laughs> and then Jim being like, yeah. And he being like, oh, well, that works for me, so good. good. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bobo doesn't care. He's like, doesn't man, care. yeah, he doesn't care. But if you're staying, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> And he's like, all right, it, it works for me. Um, I thought it was, I think it was a fun moment, and I think it was also a, an attempt to try to connect our our two deviating episodes to what's going mm. on with Boba, um, a little ham-fistedly, uh, not to uh, make fun of the dearly departed Gamorians. Uh, but I think I think it worked. I thought it was a fun little like moment of levity before like lots and lots of gunfire. Mm-hmm. Alti, you like the heart to heart? There are two. Yeah, Forty-year-old characters had. I really liked it. I love how Din ends it with just saying, "This is the way." Yeah. Um, like it's all yeah. the things I say. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I kind of think like Din's journey is gonna be like very similar to the prequels. Like being a Jedi is not, or in this case, being a Mandalorian, is not about a dogma and following silly rules. It's like much deeper than that, and I kind of think that's like what he's gonna learn now. I, I really think he's gonna go eventually to that thing to do the thing to redeem <laughs> redeem his redeem himself, but. I think somewhere in this journey, he's gonna realize like, yeah, there's more to this than just silly rules. Yeah, so we'll wait for that for season three. But I did love the scene, a little short, but it did what it had to. And like you said, Maggie, there was a little moment of levity right after. And we'll get to that because I just skipped through this. But we get, like we said before, Fennec Shan said, Hey, I'm gonna go deal with this myself. Where are they? Are they still in Mos Eisley or whatever? I'm gonna go there. But she stops, helps out the, the Vespa squad kills everyone and then we have my friend like i said before i get there the heart to heart what are we doing we're gonna go out there but by the way yeah i love i love that scene where when drash goes like thank you and she's like manners i like it <laughs> yeah yeah yes. I was thinking, sorry no, no i was just gonna say that i like that scene it cannot i don't want to say that it felt out of place but what maybe it's boba fett never say thank you to her for saving his ass so many times and she appreciated it but maybe anyway but like, then we dang kids have no manners yeah maybe I mean, that watermonger was talking so bad about them but then here here he comes hey i might have another solution and he goes i gotta let me put somewhere i can just shall i continue i'll continue you may not know this about me. In fact, how could you? Except perhaps what vestige remains of my accent. But I was educated on Coruscant. Not that that makes me better than in it. Not that that makes me better in any way. I attended finishing academy. My parents were not wealthy by any means. I specialized in civic council negotiations. Now, if you would feel confident empowering me to negotiate on your behalf, I'm fairly certain we would be granted passage of world with at most some theatrical, symbolic, groveling gestures and an exchange of funds. Yeah, okay, give me that thing. I shall go as your emissary. I have no compunction whatsoever, genuflecting or even groveling if need be, which would save you from any potential bruising of Diego ego, so to speak. 100% love everything this guy loves. Thank you. Thank you. There's nothing else to say. I just wanna wanted to read that. Uh, yes, I am leaving right now, Mo. And I got one more. I'm going to say in a few minutes. Tina, thank you for being here again. Um, surprised that Boba Fett was kind of, okay, keep talking. Give me, we'll make a deal. I thought he was going to be shut off kind of halfway through it, but I love that he was able to let go. And of course, when he delivers the, the negotiation message. Um, Maggie, thoughts, you go ahead. No, you first? Yeah, uh, I thought it, I thought it was really funny. Um, I, at first I was like, why is Boba so willing to just do whatever anybody <laughs> says? Like he doesn't think anything through. And then I was like, maybe he has an, like an ulterior motive. And then yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of had the same reaction. I was like, Man, this is weird, but this show has been weird. So yeah, sure, let's go along with this. Like, is this gonna end like very anticlimactically with them just leaving? Mm -hmm. And so the moment the Meyer Domo goes like <laughs> nothing, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so he goes out. He's very happy. Salutations, salutations. And he says something. I didn't write it. I'll be, I'll be honest. I didn't write that part talking about, I'll talk to whoever can kind of negotiate on behalf of the High Council of Obadiah. Then I need one of you guys. I'll take us. I'll have you just say, read it to me, Tailhead. Read it to me, Tailhead. <laughs> oh, because of the enchanting sobriquet, one of which I never tire. Yes, someday I hope to see the fabled obsidian cliffs of Obadiah with my own eyes. Agreed. Let us dispense with the pleasantries. And then he goes. Again, every single word that comes out of his mouth, I'm there for it. Words it's that I don't know what they mean, I don't care. It's a great guy, like Maggie said, just the delivery that he has in this whole episode, the whole season is just perfect how, for me. How has this guy not been shot? Like, <laughs> how? And almost. He almost got shot right there, but he was able to, his words. And then we get the Mando bros coming out in their jetpacks, shooting everybody, and then the big fight what ensues. What a yeah, it is. It's one of those great shots that this season in general has, have, has had some great action scenes. And I think everything that we got in this episode was just great. Come on. I know we complain about it, but back-to-back, -back, everyone loves a back-to-back -back defensive maneuver shot. So, Oti, we finally get the, the big war. You enjoyed seeing the both Mandalorians fighting. The best guy wasn't working too well in this episode. Every shot seemed to hurt. Yeah. No, it, it was a ton of fun. Like, I the, the moment he the Mayordomo goes like, oh, there's nothing. They're not going to negotiate. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, then what's the big reveal? Yeah. So I, I was not expecting them to come out like doing a choreographed dance, but it was just very cool. And then seeing them fight like just like that in the in the back to back, side by side. That shot when uh, Boa Fett shoot to, shoots to one side and does the knee darts to the yeah. other. Oh my god, that was so cool. Yeah, he they use every arsenal. He used the knee rockets. Mando used the whistling word, uh, birds, uh, blasters, rockets, everything. And yeah. then they're getting overwhelmed. And then we start getting everyone's coming back. So we got the, the Vespa gang gets there. They're cool. And then he's alive. He's throwing pikes and trandoshans around. He's shooting them in the air. One of the best scenes. <laughs> I just love everything that Chris Anton did. He still gets a little bit beat up as he's trying to get back. And we also get the return of the Freetown folks. And they're there, they're helping. A little bit surprised that they showed up. I thought they weren't going to show up. I was still hoping for Cup Vance to be the one to be there. But did you enjoy Maggie seeing now the whole group finally getting there and fighting together as one? Oh yeah, I was really excited that they showed up. Um, I was hopeful that they would show up uh, just because I, I like the idea of even with Cobb down for the count that they still stood for the same like action that he stood for. And I was hoping the weak play would be like, all right, let's mount the forces and go. <laughs> uh, and so it was fun. Uh, I also really enjoyed the, uh, what was it? Sand crawler and city rat little back uh. and forth between Joe and Drash. Uh, so yeah, he gets. I had. I'll be honest. I was on the other side. Like, really, you're in the middle of a fight and you're just gonna start criticizing someone that's helping you. He's yeah, like, oh, what do you get? Sorry? We're millennials. We're millennials. Uh, of course, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm. I'm the boomer here. I'll take it. 
Uh, he goes like sans courier. He's oh, we're helping city city rats or something like that. He's, they just just fight, and then they have another one. She, oh, the, can you shoot from up here? Oh, I've been shooting. I've been desert hunting my whole life, and like, you're in the middle of a firefight, so talking and don't die. Yeah. Anyway, so they're fighting. Yay! We defeated them. We won. And it's like ah, we got trouble. We got big right. trouble. Right here in. River City, no. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit surprised. I love the the scorpion droids. I think oh, yeah. um, Pelly calls, called them like Scorpanek or something like that. Bit surprised that the Pikes were hiding these droids somewhere in Tatooine, but the fight that ensued was just great. Oti surprised seeing the new droids show up out of nowhere. Yeah, I was terrified, but then it made sense because we needed a kaiju fight. So. Yes, kaiju robot fight. But first, before we get to that great kaiju, this shot, come on. How can you say that you had issues with Rodriguez kind of directing and whoever so was, yeah, the director of photography? It's a freaking giant um, destroyer from Phantom Menace, basically, with his protective shield, with Boba Fett on one side, another Mandalorian with a black with a flamethrower it's it doesn't get more star wars than they saw it yes there were some issues with the show but as a star wars fan this is something that i never thought i was gonna see so i'm very happy to see all the all the action and of course then he gets the dark saber i'm like yeah here we go you thought he had a chance maybe he'll get through it he learned how to use it or why are you still blasting away when you know nothing's gonna help because neither of them are very smart. I mean, we see that they, they sustain a lot of head injuries and they just keep rolling. So yeah. they're like a bunch of football players that for some reason have been given power. <laughs> yeah, yes. All those concussions are not helping. And then some people, someone put on Twitter like, oh, Mando doesn't know what a bench is, but he can say, oh, our energy weapons don't can't penetrate on our... Kinetic weapons are too fast. They're like, really? You you can say all that, but you don't know what a bench is? Instead of he has his moments. He, <laughs> he's been trained to be a, an assassin. He's not oh. been trained to have creature comforts. <laughs> yeah, he's I guess. He's like, his whole life in a hammock. Yeah, I mean, that might be a, a good way to put it. But then we have the twirl. So I don't have the whole twirl, but they're coming to help. I mean, Mando says, just get out of here. They're running away. Chrysanthemum gets shot at. He gets kicked by the other droid. And then Scal is helping him out. And he does the little spin move that everyone's doing, has a conniption about it. I don't care about the spin move. I thought he was supporting Chrysanthemum, just getting his arm out of the way. He kind of had to spin around. So that's how I saw it. But I'll say my when I was watching with my daughter, she's like, "What do you have to spin? Why, why is he spinning? You're getting shot at. Stop spinning." Cool. I said, "Oh, because it's cool." And she said, "Oh yeah, you gotta go like this." And then she made a spin and jumped into the couch. So yeah, it's cool. Who cares? <laughs> Oti, anything I, to add to that twirl dilemma? I just would like to know. People cling to these very specific minor things in Star Wars <laughs> to prove they're wrong. Like that moment in Last Jedi when the knife disappears. Who cares? Like, uh, really? Yeah. Who, who cares? Like, if you don't like the spin, you don't like it. That's fine. That it's not integral to the episode or the story. Like, who cares? Yeah. And who cares when you get this, the next shot? 
a right? freaking rancor rampaging through Moss Espa, and Boba Fett is riding at this beast. So, like they say, the millennials out there, your what is it? Your argument is invalid when you <laughs> when the next scene is this. It's so good. Mind blown, right? We all, so yeah, much. he's gonna ride the rancor. I thought he was just gonna ride it outside his palace or something. But no, he's just going nuts. Like you said, this kaiju fight, Maggie on Twitter, you said, this is Godzilla, we're going nuts. Just talk me through just this whole scene, this battle with the, with the two droids, everything about it. You want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I loved that we got this. I, I think there could have been some moments where we could have seen him like riding and failing to ride the rancor in mm -hmm. the past episodes to really give that like impact of like he's succeeded now he can ride it into battle sure. uh but i loved it and i also am obsessed with the fact that mando got like the fey ray moment from king kong where he because like i've always said that mando is the damsel in distress so when <laughs> rancor is like dangling him from the top of a building i was just like yes he is indeed the damsel in distress and that is king kong uh, but I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was really well executed. Um, kind of hilarious that Boba destroyed the city far more than the Pikes did. Um, and I was also very shocked that the Rancor was so frightened by fire. Like, yeah. Just the way that the Rancor was like, anyways, I'm going to go destroy the city. Um, have fun with Cadbane. Yeah. Make sure to feed me later. I need a walk. Yeah. Oti, before you go into your thoughts about seeing the rancor, and it's funny, like you said, Mike, he just destroyed the whole city and they didn't care. Like moments before, I can't leave. I got to protect the city. I just destroy it. But when Mando's like, oh, what are you going to do? You don't have any more friends, which means, again, a weird way to kind of be talking about it at that moment. I was 100% sure that we was going to go get Slave 1 or Fire Spray and just mow down everyone. And then he comes with the rancor. So surprised that that was the way, but I think visually it was better, of course, with the rancor. But how do you feel about all that? Yeah, I'm happy it was the rancor because I totally forgot about it. Totally yeah. forgot about it. I was like, he's going to arrive in the fire spray. Dengar's going to hop off the ship. He's going to start <laughs> yeah. shooting people. I was ready for that. I was ready, ready, yeah. ready for that. So when I saw the rancor, I was actually very surprised. I was like, oh, my God, so cool. And yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, and we got uh, Dean finally got in there with the with the dark saber. Started cutting everyone. I mean, cutting the droid. But yeah, a great scene. And we'll try to we'll try to hurry up a little bit. Maggie has to leave a I little know. bit in a few minutes. Do not hurry up on my account, please. That's fine. I always say this show is going to be an hour. Last week we were here for an hour and forty. So I gotta I gotta cut a little bit. But anyway, it's a great fight some great scenes. And like you said, Maggie, then Cat Bane shows up. And on first, we got the, oh, before we get to Cat Bane, just two things. It sounds like you might be having a duel with your kids. <laughs> yeah, they're just jumping all the way. I try to tell them to kind of keep you it know, down. But You know who else jumps into <laughs> his father's arms? All right, so let's go. So we got the Rancor eating someone. Then we have Pelimoto <laughs> coming out of nowhere throwing the range to the droid, hurry up. And then there he is, the little jump to his dad, Grogu, yay, finally I see you. After two seasons of having to say goodbye and last time I saw you, we all cried. But now I'm back, I was covered by a towel. Hello. <laughs> yay, I miss you, son. Ah, oh, everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> How 
How could you say no to that face, Alberto? <laughs> I like Grogu. I like you. I, Alberto, I appreciate Alberto. you. No, no, no. Now it's my turn. I'm sorry for what I'm about to say. You didn't have to be here. We all suffered too much saying goodbye to you last season just to be reunited in the middle of a fight. Hey, yay, I love seeing you again. Okay, bye. I got to go kill someone. Why are you here? Made no sense to me. If that, was, if that was your child that went away to camp and then wasn't having a good time and you weren't allowed to see them when they went to summer camp, when you went to visit them because they left something behind, would you not be happy to see your child? <laughs> I know you're a father. I can dig right into this point. <laughs> this is a weak spot in your best girl armor. <laughs> okay, so after that, we get cat back. <laughs> no, I get it. Everyone at my house loves right seeing now. them. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You are. No, I, I, okay, I agree with you. Like, it's kind of weird. I kind of thought we were going to be like two seasons without um, Little Grogu. But what I'm saying, like, ever since he popped up back in Mandalorian and Book of Boa at last episode, I was like, he's going to be in the finale. Like, he's going to be there. So getting that out of the way, like, what? No, just the big choice at the end of the last episode. Are you choosing the best card chain mail or the lightsaber? Oh, we don't see it. We don't care. Here, get on the X-Wing Uber. You'll be fine. R2 knows how to get there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's there. I just, yeah, I just found it to be fine, like how he was integrated into it. All right. This is I'm not gonna win this argument, so we can no. we can move on. So Maggie, before you leave. Cat Bane shows up, burns the Rancor's face a little bit. He didn't seem burned, just seemed annoyed. Kind of threw Boba out. And then we get a big final confrontation between Cat Bane and Boba Fett. You're going getting soft in your old age. We all do. I'm still faster than you. I got armor. Eh, we'll see. It didn't help him too much. Do you enjoy finally seeing their confrontation and do you subscribe to the new theory that the chess player is beeping he's still alive or is Cat Bane dead? Cat Bane is dead. Um, yes thank you we're I back on good terms. I'm very tired of fake out deaths uh just like mm. absolutely kill a character he's also like 71 years old like yes. man die uh also I just I don't know I like Cat Bane I think he's a really cool character like I have a figure of Cat Bane like not a Cat Bane hater um mm glad that it's over with i am glad that it's not being dragged out um i also think he is a giant hypocrite oh. <laughs> uh, he has the audacity to complain about boba fett being a murderer and having worked for the empire and all mm -hmm. this stuff and i'm like dude like you were seconds away from trying to kill a kid so, <laughs> yeah like, right simmer yeah. <laughs> so i don't know i just i i think again it has nothing to do with robert it has nothing to do with the voice actors or the body performers or any of these people i just felt like cad bane's motivations were really poorly executed he's such a cool character he has such a rich history with both of the series leads and yet none of that was really touched upon except mm -hmm. for vague like a wink wink nod nod did you watch that <laughs> unfinished episode of clone wars and I just felt like we could have gotten a much more profound story and really have could have connected with Boba Fett trying to figure out who he is. Does he want to kill people? Has he moved beyond that? Does he need to put this last person from his past in a grave? Like there was a lot of really good thematic stuff that they could have played with. And then they just went for very simple 
you know, it worked. I mean, it worked like I'm not mad about it. I think it was executed mm. fine, I think is kind of my opinion on a lot of things. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's not like great, but I don't know. It, it worked, but it didn't work. Yeah. I mean, and I, I understand and I'm on the same boat. Yeah. Keeping that 70 year old bounty hunter, we don't, you can retire, go to some home somewhere out there in the outer rim. So I'm fine. If he stays dead, hopefully he stays dead. I don't think Boba Fett said, okay, you're, I stabbed you. I'll come back five minutes. Where's the body? He's dead. Yeah. Skipping dead yeah. and whatever. But again, this Star Wars, nobody, who knows? And there was so much more they can do with him in terms of what you just mentioned. But Alti, you saw Norse comment. I mean, Boba Fett looked hot killing him. <laughs> so um, <laughs> and then right before he does, Cat Bane gives him kind of, if you don't look out for yourself, that's the only thing that matters, basically. And then Boba Fett kind of uses the weapon that he got from his new family. So not working by himself, working with this fun family, stabs him with the gaffer stick. Do you enjoy the scene? And are you kind of feeling the same way that he's served his purpose and he's gone for good? Yeah, like he's a character he's never going to change. He His only purpose was really to just be a representation of Boa Fett's past. So I liked his death a lot. It reminded me a little bit about of Maul's death in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Maul's death was uh, a bit more elaborate. But yeah, it was simple, straight to the point. I love that he killed him with a gaffy stick. Like It's like his present killing his past. So yeah, yeah I, I, I actually really like that scene. I, I don't think he's alive, and I really hope he's not. Yeah, I hope that. I think he served his purpose. Hopefully, I mean, we hope that he would have gone a little bit more kind of meet to it with his past with Boba Fett. But I think for what the season was and what his purpose was there, I think it's fine if he's dead. We don't need, again, the same characters going through the same thing in two seasons again. Oh, we have another showdown. It's like, okay, we're done with it. All right, so Maggie, I mean, thanks for being here. I know you Thank have you so other know. other things to do. Thanks. So no work, unfortunately. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, work is a little bit more never important. But... The, news, the news cycle never ends, unfortunately, especially yes. with the Super Bowl tomorrow. Ah, yeah, I'm sure you have a lot a lot to cover. Hopefully, I'll, we'll see you soon. Yes. We'll talk next week, see if you can be here for the Fallen Star review. And can always come in, so I'm sure you'll be here and in between, yeah. whatever. Uh, so, again, thanks for being here. If you want to say anything before you leave, do you think there's going to be a season two of Boba Fett? And then where can people find you? Uh, I hope that there's a season two of Boba Fett. I don't think there is going to be one, however, just because of the way that this episode kind of very much mm. ended with closure that I was never expecting for a Star Wars series because very much not familiar with them being able to actually stick a landing without, you know, leaving threads unstitched. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see what happens with Kenobi. That's really where my main focus is now as much <laughs> as I want to focus on Andor because that's the thing I want to happen the soonest. They're mm -hmm. not giving it to me yet. Uh, but that is getting a season two, so we can be yeah. excited for that. Uh, clearly, that's sticking the landing for a lot of people. But folks, follow me over on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. I have a link tree in my bio for all of my various pursuits because I am very much Maggie of the Town. I'm a little bit of everywhere all the time. Um, <laughs> and you can usually find me over at Collider, usually editing stuff, but sometimes they let me say things. And so I will have a couple of reviews, non-Star Wars reviews, but I'll be doing Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Star Trek Picard. So if you're a Star Trek fan, you can see me talking about Star Trek next. Uh, but cool. thank you so much again. I love watching you and being on here. 
So no, thank thanks. You. It's love when you're here. My first verified Twitter, Twitter verified person to be here. So congratulations it's on that. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and like with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk to you soon. Have a nice Bye. weekend. See you later. Thank you. You as well. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, Dotty. So we finished this as Let's we started. Let's get the party started. Yes, here we go. No. So, so you said and that the Mayor Domo had a, one of the, your favorite scenes. And here we have him with Pelly, who saved him when a great reveal that he was hiding behind that wall or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of, oh, I'm just here. Love seeing him. He's still involved in the fight. He's still, he's always there. He doesn't die. He's still going. Yeah. I, the minute she sees him, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be together now. Like, yeah, uh, get over here, head tails. She said something else. I can't remember what, but I, I, I have it over here. I'll, I'll look for it. But for me, it was so poetic because uh, Pelly was a character I did not like the first time we saw mm -hmm. her. And every time she's popped up ever since, I'm like so happy. I'm so, so happy. <laughs> so, like, like when the Mayordomo comes comes into the show in the first episode, at first I was like, okay, who is this guy? But then I thought of Pelly. I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to give in to him. I'm, I'm going to give sure. in to the stupidity. Like, yes, let's go <laughs> full in with it. And, you know, I joke a lot about it, but that's kind of the purpose. Andres kind of called me out on, on it. Hmm. I joke a lot about Ben Quadineros because yeah. he's probably the stupidest character ever put into Star Wars. <laughs> so for me, it's like a reminder, like, yeah, Star Wars is kind of stupid at times. Yeah, so it is. And, I, I mean, that's why we love it, I, right? I, that's why I constantly wave that Ben Quadineros flag. <laughs> there goes Ben learning... Quadineros power coupling. It's the only way we, yeah. the only reason we know about it is because he blew up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just those, it's Draco's Star Wars, it's it's for kids, it's for everyone. And yes, it has these deep themes. We're still talking about it. Me as an almost very two-year-old person, all this stuff. But then we get characters like this. It kind of remind us, yeah, we're gonna have fun with this, with this saga. It just can't be all the rated R Star Wars. It has to be silly just to kind of balance it out. And at one point, I was like, rated R Star Wars fits better with Star Wars, and now I'm at a point where like. Rated our Star Wars has nowhere no. to fit in right now. Yeah, go watch. What is it? Rebel Moon. That whatever it's called that Zack Snyder is doing that he pitched as a Star Wars and I said no. And now he's making. I hope it's great because more sci-fi. Love everything sci-fi fantasy. So I hope it's great. But it I'm, doesn't fit in Star what? Wars. I'm a fan of Zack Snyder, but not everything should mm -hmm. be a Zack Snyder thing. Yeah, well, yeah, he doesn't fit in this in what Star Wars is. His style doesn't fit, and he's not gonna be kind of crammed into it. So, go do your own stuff. We need more stuff. A lot of people complain it's just Marvel, just Star Wars, it's sequels. Or it comes a brand new property and, that's supported. And you know what? Even with Robert Rodriguez coming in for this show, like this was way more Spy Kids than Machete or yeah. Mariachi. Yeah, which a lot of people, I guess didn't want they wanted the machete mariachi stuff and they got the spy kids which fits with star wars and it's still we got a lot that first time in mandalorian when boba fett showed up that was full-on mariachi stuff yeah. and yeah. even still that the, the rancor just rampage in the city that's pretty hardcore 
This but spinny spins, Alberto. Spins. <laughs> Still, I understand the way it was edited out three shots for a two-second that, that, that was weird, but... I'll give him that. I'll give him that it looks weird. Who cares? There's a rancor coming. Shut up. And there's this guy again. There he is, Grogu helping out. Little <laughs> Grogu was... <laughs> so weird. So he's there, he helps Dean, he pulls out, because, oh man, poor Dean is getting chomped, and he tries to burn it, so I'm just going to eat you again. But then Grogu just uses the force, finally gets the little bolt out, falls down, and then, of course, the the final scene, which is great. For mo all I complain about Grogu being here, this scene was great, using the force to connect with the, with the Rancor, like Ezra connecting with animals, in the High Republic, we have Ty Yorick and Elsar kind of connecting with animals. If you read Dooku Jedi Lost, he connects with a convoy also. So mm -hmm. just kind of bringing all that together was great. Puts him to sleep. Come on, how are you not going to love that? So this. Do you, have, do, you, do you have the shot? Which one? Sleeping next to him? The, yeah. No, I don't have it. Ah, best Sorry, shot dude. ever. I got seven. Let me make sure I don't have it. No, I don't have it. I had 70. It's, it's too many. You've you, you had a lot today. Yeah, yeah but... I still got like five more. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like we mentioned at the beginning, Fennec Shan, it's MIA because she went to the big meeting with the mayor, the Pikes, the Aqualish, the Trandoshans, and uh, uh, whatever yeah, the other guy is. Platoonians. The Platoonians. The Platoonians. And she just straight up murders everyone. I think, okay, this is where we're getting, I mean, Crimson Dawn. When everyone, everyone starts dying, oh, here's Crimson Dawn. No, it's freaking Fennec Shan just taking everyone out. My poor guy, the squishy major gets choked. No more mayor. He's not coming back you, with Cat Bane. You, you even and hear then the stabbed. bones being crushed. Yes. Like, Talking about already Star Wars. That was a scene that I thought, oh, I'll just pull him out. That was a no. brutal scene. He's just there. Yeah. And Fennec Shan living up to her title, Master Assassin. Master Assassin. Again, if she was there, 20-minute episode created by George Lucas or whatever. Yeah. Then they're walking down the street. We got the reunion of everyone. The little uh, rat catcher droid is still there. Yeah. He's still surviving. <laughs> Chrysanthemum with the Meilu run. The biker squad is here. Fennec Shan is a badass. No, how you're right. Surprised that Boba Fett said, "Ah, oh, maybe we're not cut out for this life, or we're not suited for this." When he's bowing I, to everyone, I was like, "Yeah, it's like, this is the show, show with you." Yeah, yeah. So very surprised. I will come back to that in a second as we're kind of finishing off. Then we have, of course, I'll say it was funny because my kids have done this to me. Just go fast. I want to go fast. I love that. You enjoy it. Click, click. Really I thought he just wanted to be with him oh. up front. But it's like, click, click, click. I just want to go fast. No, no. It, no. it, it kind of reminds me when you're just like tired sitting in the sofa and your dog brings <laughs> you a ball and you're like, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we just went through a whole war with four crime families and you just want me to play with you. Where but do then, you think they're going, by the way? They're going to Mandalore, or actually, I thought I not in that scene, but when R two tells Pelly, "Hey, we gotta, it's important, we got stuff to do." 
I thought it was kind of, hey, I'm here just to say hi, I'm not staying. Mm. And I think that Dean is gonna take him back. My you thing, really I think, think that so? Dean is gonna, yeah. I, I don't know don't why. Know. No, I don't. It's, it's just me not wanting. Okay, I don't know what season three is gonna be. It seems to be Dean Jaren finding himself again, going to Mandalore, reclaiming all that stuff, still with a baby Grogu that uses a force once and needs to go to sleep, needs to be carried. It's just a hindrance at this point for myself. So my headcanon, hopefully, is like, oh no, he said, okay, thanks, we'll be together for a little bit. I gotta take you back. You gotta finish your training. That's my hope. No, I don't, you, uh, you don't know. I, I think they're going straight to the season three, episode one. Yeah. We'll just start right there, just zooming. I mean, it makes sense because uh, I know. I, I don't think they're gonna. Merchandising. Get, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna get him like an armor, so I have to buy the new one. That's what my wife said. Oh, now they're going to be the one with the little shirt. We're all going to yeah. buy it, holding the frog up. It's holding the little ball that he took from the droid. Here. Hey, Roberto's here. How are you doing, Roberto? Cut us a detail then, but thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, and then, like we just showed, um, my guy, thank God, Cat Ben is not dead. Robocop Van, there he is. That mod, mod squad is bad. Mod Van. And he's getting a new robot arm. Yeah, a bit surprised I'll say that Cop Bank was the one in the back that time because when the week came in, which they named him finally, his name is Tanti. The week. Oh, they named. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, when that. they're behind those walls and Drash goes, "Hey, I gotta go snipe these people," and she's like, "Hey, give me that gun. That little twenty-two is not gonna work." She says, "Tanti, here you go, just to make the switch." Oh, cool. So she, she, the other character from Freetown, names him. So yes, cool. week where has a name. So I thought, okay, so Vance a gunner. And I when they said, oh, there's the back back that tank is in use or someone's using, I thought it was gonna be Chrysanthemum or Santo. I should just call him Santo now. But then we see Santo there, and no, hopefully they took all the hair out before they put Cop Vance, all the hair that came out of that Wookiee. I think Cop Vance is there getting the new arm with the mod squad. So we're gonna get more Cop Vance somewhere. So let's just go straight to there. With first, Boba Fett kind of saying, we're not cut out for this. So is there going to be a season two? Or is next time that we see them, Mando season three? Or what's going to happen now? Because Cop Vanth is alive, obviously. That means he's coming back. Maybe he leads the next season. Where are your thoughts right now for the future of this show? That, that was kind of weird because he's not a major player to this story. So... Having the whole after credit be him, I was like, okay, where where is this going? I yeah. my thought is that he might have a bigger role going into the future, so we'll see. I'm still not. I I really didn't like the after credit to be honest, because okay, it, it gave me yeah. Part of the fun is asking these questions, but I'm, it left me more confused than anything. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm happy he's alive and he's back because I really like the character and that moment when the week where he goes like he was gunned down in cold blood. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. That was a shoulder. That was a shoulder. Yeah. So I was yesterday and it'll come out, I don't know, the next week or something, with Ooh. Devil from what was Nor saying. You can read that. So she's hoping that Cobb Band takes over Tatooine and Fennec and Boba leave. And you know what? 
I kind of like that because you have that moment where she's like, if not us, then who? Well, oh, yeah. Norhal actually put that in. So, of course she does. She's, she's, she's on point. And I'm like, who better than Cobb Vamp? So, yeah. That'd I mean, be I mean, an interesting point. It is. And I'll just highlight real quick Roberto said it. Oh. Book of Cobb Vamp. Yeah. Boba's Enforcer. Yes. Tina. Um, so. So, like we said before, it surprised me. Yeah, Moibonic. We're going to get Moibonic at some point. It surprised me that Fennec Shan and I mean, that Boba Fett went kind of, oh, we're not cut out for this. It's like, dude, we've been here for the whole season. So, what's going on? And then we get the whole gang with him. So, maybe that's kind of playing on it. But then we get Cop Math at the end. And it makes sense now because there's that connection with Freetown that they helped out that he's going to be the kind of taking control of it. It's not going to be the drug sanction uh, drug town or whatever it's gonna be more regulated maybe he connects free town with mosespa and makes a grand emporium over there but yeah it makes sense and like i said i think last episode it's like yeah i want to see a show i know people hate tattooing but who cares an actual western with cop band as the marshal protecting tattooing and all those places that's a show i'm really interested on and now's the time to do it. Yeah, Boba Fett and Fennec go somewhere else. The only thing, like we said a little before, is that I don't see Boba Fett interested in who rules Mandalore and kind of Dean's passion for being a Mandalorian. And I think they're squared. Like they like to say, hey, I help you with Baby Yoda. You help me with what's going here on Mos, on Mos Elspa. We're, we're kind of done. We don't need to help each other anymore. But Who I can't think they're they're also friends now. Like it's yeah. a different relationship. I I kind of agree with you because I don't know how to integrate Boa Fett into that story because he doesn't seem maybe if he like realizes that the Empire is involved, maybe he's like, okay, then yeah. maybe we should help. But at the moment, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I don't think that he goes, hey, we gotta go help him out, unless Mando for some reason has to go back to Tatooine to get the N1 service by by Peli. And then he goes, hey, let me go check with Boa because we need help with something. And then they leave and hey, Cobb, you gotta take care of this place so I come back. And then he never comes back or whatever. So there's a way to do it. And I hope they kind of, yeah, just one more, more Cobb back. Nor Boba and Fennec might join Dean Square just because they're friends. Yeah. Big three, yeah, the next big three. I mean, if they're going after Big Throne, another blue guy out there, so we'll see. And now, uh, Ray Stevenson is the name that got cast, also, some uh, uh, Gar Gar Saxon, yeah, Gar Saxon himself is coming to play that, an admiral, so we'll see who weird, it is. That's weird because he's dead. Oh, he's playing a different character. Yeah, he's playing an oh, admiral. Okay. It's an admiral that's not thrown. So maybe someone that used to work for the Empire. I'm trying to think of timelines. What if he's a younger, I know he's not that young, but a younger version of Captain Kennedy from The Last Jedi. That'd be in this cool. Timeline. I don't know how admirals and captain, uh, captains was. I think admirals go are above, but who cares? Admirals he gets like demoted. The, he gets demoted. Moth? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever he gets demoted between here and last it's Jedi, he gets demoted. Government. Different yeah. government. So anyway, give me Captain Kennedy a little bit, uh, a little bit younger. All right, so that kind of wraps up our talk on Book of Boba Fett. We have one question from a friend, um, Andres. We'll get to it, but 
Oh, the final thoughts on Boko Boba Fett, was this a show that was needed? And did you, are you glad that we got this, this season? Uh, yeah, I definitely glad we got it. Like it, it did go into Boba Fett's character. It did. It, it, it was a way better show than I would have expected a Boba Fett show to be. Mm. Um, that said, it the show definitely has some issues. It's at odds with itself at many different times, and I, I again, I like the finale. I'm still confused about those two episodes in the mm -hmm. middle. Which, yeah, I loved. I loved everything that happened, but how to? Yeah, some of the themes are interlaced, but still like a bit confused on that decision. But overall. I think it, like Maggie said, it was fine. Like it, it yeah. was not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It was not a bad show. It was simply fine. Yeah, I'm kind of right there. You guys know I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. Extremely excited when the the show was announced, and I enjoyed it. But it, I don't know if this is something that was needed in terms of oh man, if we didn't get these Boba Fett shows, Star Wars future will be completely different. I don't, yeah, whatever. But it was a fun six hours. Um, like I said before, if I have to pick, hey, I want to watch 40 minutes of Star Wars and have fun, I might pick episode six instead of any of the actual Boa Fett episodes. And that kind of says something about the show. But in general, it was an okay show. We had fun with it. So I'm glad that we got it. But at the same time, if they decide that this is the end, there's, there's no season two, then I'm okay with it also. So I have two questions for you, actually. Being a huge Boa Fett fan, mm -hmm. do you feel disappointed? No, because this is more than I ever thought I was going to get. I thought that oh, okay. when we got him in the first episode of season two of Mandalorian, I thought that was it. Oh, we got him. He's alive. That's it. Maybe they'll do a book or something. Seeing him then in that other episode, the tragedy, and seeing him kick ass and getting his armor back and all that stuff. Yes, here, see, he's awesome. So I was great there. Oh, we're getting a show. So everything that I got, I didn't expect. So in that sense, I'm not disappointed because this is a hundred times more than what I thought I was ever going to get. But the show wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a full-on underworld show, all the different syndicates going at it. And that mm -hmm. wasn't the show we got. And I think part of it, it's the secrecy that Star Wars has that they don't tell you anything. Like, we, I don't think we're getting a Kenobi trailer tomorrow in the Super Bowl, even though it's coming out in three months, because Star Wars keeps everything on the wraps. And a lot of people complain that what we got with Boba Fett wasn't what we promised, what we were promised. But I don't think we, we were promised anything because we really didn't know what the show was going to be about because Star Wars doesn't say. And I think that's a problem come up front and say what this story is, and then we can have our kind of expectations. So yeah, I wasn't disappointed, but it wasn't the show I thought we were going to get. Yeah. Second question. Um, yeah, the second question. So uh, did you ever have, it's like a two-parter question. Mm. Did you ever have like this vision of a hard R Boa Fett show? Was no, that ever? Never. No, okay. When okay. Robert Rodriguez came out and said, oh, this is going to blow everyone's mind. You don't know what we're going to be showing you. I was scared because it was going to be just full on action. And look how cool he is. And we were going to lose okay. what we got in Mando. So I was afraid. So I'm happy that it didn't go that way. Okay. Okay. 
That okay, yeah. Okay, so that kind of ends our talk on Book of Boba Fett. But before we go, let's I like I always say, it's one of my favorite parts of the show when I hear from you guys in Rebel Thoughts. All the way, we're rebels. And our question today, today, like I said, from my friend Andres from Safety Minute at triple A underscore Photox says, Oh, here's a banger. Do you think Cobb Band being in the post grade scene is a potential setup for a Rangers of the New Republic reboot? Or will we see him in Mando Season 3 with some best car armor? So we talked a little bit about Cobb Band's future. Alte, do you think we're going to see him in Rangers of the New Republic? Maybe there's not a Mando Season 2. Maybe we go straight to Rangers of the New Republic with Cobb Band. Kind of replacing that dead Caradon. Yeah. So that's uh, I, I like it. If that's the way they're gonna go, if if the if that after credit was a teaser for Rangers of the New Republic, then it then makes sense that the after credit makes sense. So it, it it's an alternative like to what his role could be in this bigger story. So mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. If, if that's what happens, like, yeah. Yeah. So it was something I hadn't thought about. I thought, yeah, he'll be back for the next season or maybe he'll get his own show. But if he's part of the Rangers of the New Republic, again, it makes sense. It's the Marshal of Mos Pelgon, Alfreda. Maybe he has now becomes just the mayor of Mos Espe's dead. Maybe he comes in or Mos Espe, whatever. Maybe he comes in and becomes mayor, has a bigger part to play, and then goes to help with Rangers of the New Republic. He's alive for a reason. They wouldn't have showed him. So his own show, Rangers of the New Republic. Yes, he was more. I'm 100% on board with it. I the some people in the chat like yeah. Tina says she it was good Star Wars and yeah she likes good old yeah. Star Wars. She does say that it was definitely not what she was expecting, but yeah. Um, Roberto he kind of agrees with us, but he was mm -hmm. disappointed by the show. He wanted a little bit more. He talks yeah. about the trailer, like he, you, yeah, he got. So the up. trailer again with all this marketing stuff. The first thing we heard, oh, this is only the first fifteen minutes of the show, and we were all, oh, that was trouble. a lie. Yeah, was it's a lie. like <laughs> the first fifteen minutes of every episode had something from the trailer, unless the the last three ones. But yeah, yeah, so that I think that hype got people kind of in it. Yeah, um, Norhal says some characters deserve better. I kind of agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're all kind of on the on the same page. I don't know what this is about. But yeah, it was an okay show. Could have been a lot better or different. We we're expecting different. So can always try there. They didn't wait. Hey, yeah, both is over. Here's the poster for Kenobi. It's coming out May 25th. So that's gonna be great. Very excited for Kenobi. We'll start planning those shows in a few months or whatever. I don't know. I don't I guess we don't we're not getting Bad Bash between. So Bad Bash will be after Kenobi, I'm guessing, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll see. Star Wars. I'm gonna have. I have it on my notes. I'm gonna have a whole episode just talking about what's going on with the way they do stuff. Because for something, there's too much Star Wars. For others, like where, where's Star Wars? They're not doing anything. And some people love it. They don't want to know anything, but then complain because this wasn't what we promised. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You're you're pushing it today. Um, all right. So Alti. First of all, let me say thanks again to Maggie for being here. It's great always having her on. Hopefully, she'll be here next week when we talk about the Fallen Star with Arsu. I mean, we're going to have a great fun. We're all going to cry. And hopefully, we, we, we'll get some, some help from the chat, kind of helping us out through it. 
Uh, but Oti, uh, thank you again for being here for the past six weeks, help, helping me helm the ship, keeping the chat in control. I know sometimes it gets difficult, but again, thanks for being here all these yeah. these past few few weeks. It's been a ton of fan fun. You guys have been great. The chat has been intense, especially <laughs> these past few weeks. Actually, three weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's been a ton of a ton of fun. All right, so. We'll get you back here soon. You'll be here, I, what is it, two weeks maybe when we do the, the, trivia. the trivia. You'll be helping me here, moderate it, keeping everyone in check. I got to send you the questions. Okay. And thank you, Tina, for joining. And everyone else, Norhal, Roberto, um, Dale was here, Tony, Mr. Rest was here. So thank you to everyone for joining us. Again, thank you for Maggie, for Oti. As always, stay safe, be safe. And may the force be with you.